Well, it's great to have you with us. We are getting underway here. Take two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio. I am Jerry Usher along with Debbie Giorgiani. We have our show team in place today. Our producer is Ace McKay. Matt Gabensky is screening your calls. Charles Beery is on social media. We love that. So Charles does a great job on social media. Of course, Matt Kabinsky answering your calls. Ace McKay, our producer, like Jerry said. But here's the important thing, the topic right now, because it's an important, serious topic about one of our um, healing sacraments, the Sacrament of Reconciliation, making a great confession. That's what we're talking about today. So we're all focused. We want to learn and grow together. So do you do an, an examination of conscience? Do you look forward to going to confession? What is your experience? You don't have to tell us, um, you know, the private details of things, but in a general sense, it's very important. And, you know, for years, Jerry, I did sacrament prep and one of um, my roles at the parish was uh, to prepare people for their first reconciliation. And, um, and we would cover at all angles, a good confession, a not so good confession and what works what doesn't work should it be a counseling a mini counseling session inside that confessional box no it shouldn't so there's so many things we talk about and that's what we want to do today making a great confession the show team is in place we are all ears on this folks so we need your help 833-288-3986 yeah, we would love to hear from you. Participate in today's conversation. Now is always the best time to call in when the lines are open and we just get underway with the program. 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. And we say it pretty much every day, what you share on this program is going to have an impact on other people, people who might not be comfortable calling in or might be having the same kind of questions or issues or experiences that you share on this program. You could really change a life because a lot of people, Debbie, have not so great experiences in confession and maybe stay away from the sacrament because of that. Mm-hmm. So maybe you've been away from confession for uh, for years, maybe for decades. You're a little hesitant to go back. We can talk about that, maybe give you a word of encouragement. If you've had a great experience, maybe God has spoken to you. I could I could tell a story, but it would take too long on today's show about how God really helped me with my vocational discernment actually in the sacrament of confession. So True. It is a powerful encounter with the Lord Jesus. We would love to hear your experience, good or bad. Again, as Debbie said, you don't want to tell us the, the content of your confession. That's sacred between you and God, but just mm-hmm. the the overall experience. And, and what would you say to encourage others who maybe are not going to confession or haven't been for a long time? A little word of encouragement for your brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. 833-288-3986. And maybe you want to ask some details about um, how to make a good uh, confession with an examination of conscience. What what uh, you should um, share uh, about things in the confessional and what you should refrain from where it, it would be a private um, meeting later on with a priest or a deacon when you have when you have a longer of a time span to share the details of things. How about a lifetime confession? That, that's that been floated around recently on social media. A lot of priests are saying everybody should make a lifetime confession. Well, I mean, no offense to all these wonderful podcasters out there, but they, they throw those terms out there, but they don't say what how to do it. And the reason why we know that is because Jerry and I have a life coaching ministry and we get calls all the time where people will call up and say, uh, I feel really foolish, but how do I make a lifetime confession? Like, how do I do that? And we share with 
with them, make the phone call, um, schedule a time with a priest. It takes about 45 minutes or an hour and a half to do a lifetime confession. So there's all these things we can talk about. We're here to help. We're here to learn and grow together. We're the mystical body of Christ. I hope you trust us by now after eight and a half years, because we really all want to get to heaven. That's our goal. So if you're listening to take two, you want to get to heaven. So join the family, join the fun, join the conversation, make that call. Let's talk about the great, great healing sacrament of uh, reconciliation where St. Teresa of Avila used to say to her sisters when they'd come out of the confessional, she'd be waiting outside of the confessional doors and she would um, grab the shoulders of her sisters and say, begin again, begin anew. How beautiful is that? You wipe the slate clean and you keep going on with life. It's a wonderful way to get cleaned up and it's a healing sacrament. 833-288-3986. Can you tell I love the sacrament of reconciliation? I really do. Well, I do too. And if, if one can get to a point where you love this sacrament, because, you know, it's challenging. It's, it's humbling. It's going, you know, to another human being, but not a mere human being. We know from scripture and tradition and the history of the church that priests act in the person of Christ. That's why they can say, I absolve you, not uh, not Jesus absolves you, but the priest actually uses the word I. I absolve you. But that can be a little difficult, a little daunting for us to go to uh, a fellow human being and, and make our confession. But the priests have that authority and that, that power from Jesus. So it's really, it's as Debbie called it, a healing sacrament. It's something we really need to approach I'd say on a regular basis, maybe once a month. Some people go uh, twice a month. Some people every six months. Depends on the need, I guess. But please do join us in this conversation about how to make a good confession today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. You can also email in addition to the phone. Email is take2 at EWTN.com. You can post on the show website, take2show.com. And if you're watching the video stream, howdy to you folks there uh, on YouTube or uh, Facebook. You can get the chats going there and join us with your take on this important topic. We can talk about venial sins, mortal sins, venial sins being washed away at the Mass. We can talk about uh, serious sins, not so serious sins, what to share, details, things like that, frequency of, of, of when you um, have sinned, things like that, of the details of how to actually make a good confession and feel like, walk out of the confessional, not with a sense of scrupulosity, but with a sense of freedom that everything has been taken care of and, and how beautiful it is that Jesus meets us as sinners and frees us from from the the heaviness of these sins that we carry, right? And we all do it. It's it's part of our nature, folks. So we're all there, and and we can journey together. But we need your help on this. Please share with us about making a great confession. If you have some some details on how to do that to prepare properly, we need your help. And a lot of people are listening, and they need your help. Eight three three two eight eight. 3986. And Jerry, I think that if if people are prompted by the Spirit to call in, this could be a life-changing um, episode for people because can, let's face it, a lot of times in sacrament prep, we get a lot of people that say, you know, I like confession, but I don't really love confession. It makes me nervous. And we get that a lot. Well, and what we get a lot as well from priests is how blessed they are when people go to confession regularly. But in particular, if it's if, if you've been away for a while, you will make your priest's day. You may make his life by going back to confession. That's what they are ordained for, the Eucharist, uh, confession, and the other sacraments. 833-288-3986. There's a phone line open for you talking about making a good confession today. 
many of you have something to say about today's topic. Uh, if you do as well, there is a phone line open. Making a good confession is our topic on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN Radio, 833-288-3986. We will start with David after I tell you about Church Pop, P-O-P. It takes a fresh and fun look at the news shaping our world. It features engaging, inspiring, and informative Catholic social media content. You can find Church Pop on Snapchat, Instagram, and on the web at churchpop.com. And you can get it directly to your email inbox. Just visit EWTN.com and click on subscribe. And one other quick note before we go to your phone calls at 833-288-3986. We, were, we got a message asking you know about the necessity, the requirement of when, how often we must go to confession. Well, actually, uh, how often you should go is really up to you unless if you have serious sin on your conscience, mortal sin, and we can talk about the difference between venial and mortal if you'd like to, but the church, the catechism, and the code of canon law say that after having reached the age of discretion, each member of the faithful is obliged to confess faithfully his or her grave sins at least once per year. And of course, if you're in grave sin, we should not be receiving the Holy Eucharist. So in order to get the uh, powerful graces of the Eucharist, Debbie, we've got to be in a state of grace. So, right. But I, I would say, folks, don't, don't, just, don't just do the minimum on this. Go to mm-hmm. confession frequently because it is a healing sacrament. Not only do we get our sins forgiven, but we get grace against committing sins again in the future. So. Very true. Beautifully said. Okay, so you can call in and get in on this conversation. Tell us the good, bad, and everything in between about confession. I'm going to share two experiences that I had back-to-back um, um, with the Sacrament of Reconciliation that I was not pleased about. But, I, but you know, we can talk about that, and, you, and I'll explain what I think happened. So maybe that could help another soul. 833 3986 is the number to call. David, from the great state of Louisiana on Sirius XM 130, you're first up here on Take Two. Hi, David. Hey, good morning, and uh, I, I, I uh, thank you for taking my call and, and enjoy uh, your show. Um, thank you. Yeah, I, I was away from the Church for many, many years. I grew up, I, I grew up a cradle Catholic. Parents were Catholic. Grew up in the Church and received all the sacraments in the Church. At about the at about the age of eighteen, I did like a lot of eighteen uh, year old guys do, and I decided, hey, I don't have to go to church anymore. I'm living on my own, so I didn't go to church anymore. Kind of became my own pope, <laughs> and uh, basically made the rules according to what I've done. You know, so I just didn't go to church for many many years. Luckily, when I got married a few years later, I did get married in the church. But I really wasn't going to church at the time either. I just got married in the church. So I did receive all the sacraments in the church. Um, but it wasn't until just a few years ago when I came back to the church. And um, uh, the confession, it had been many, many years since I had a confession. So the first thing I wanted to do was go to confession before I went to communion. And um, I had a good... I had a good uh, experience because I, you know, I had a priest that I felt comfortable with. And, I mean, you know, we're talking about a pretty long confession, you know. <laughs> when you haven't been to church for years. And, you know, fortunately for me, most of the sins that I committed were just the same things over and over again. I just, like, there was no way I could say, well, I, you know, I, I used profane language hundreds and hundreds of times. I, I, there was no way I could put a number on it, you know. I, but I missed Mass for... 
probably 20 years straight. Um, I didn't go to communion once a year at a minimum, as I think you're supposed to do for 20 years straight. Those were the easy ones. But then, you know, there's all kinds of things that you don't know exactly, like, what else did I do that I can't even possibly remember? You know, you just don't. So what I did was I spent hours, like, just writing down every possible thing I could think of, you know, from the worst things, just I knew all the worst things I did, you know, and believe me, there was some, you know, we don't have to go into that here, of course. Right, right. There was terrible things, you know, like that I did, and things that I, you know, things that I told people to do, like just terrible advice I gave people, um, and things I did, you know, against myself and my family, and, you know, I, I always tell people, if it's been a long time, I mean, you've got to spend, don't just walk into line don't just get into the line and just go in there blank. Like, okay, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say until I get in there. No, if it's been a while, for sure, you've got to just spend some time by yourself. Uh, there are some pretty good tips on how to do it online, you know, like go through each commandment and think about all the things that requ- that go along with that particular commandment you may not be thinking of. Um, you know, that's what I did. And um, I'd even went on YouTube and watched a bunch of YouTube videos on confession and um, <laughs> you know, a lot of popular uh, Catholic YouTube channels out there um, that have some very good, very good source of information. But that's what I did, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was lucky that, you know, I, I, I had a good. I was, it was able to do it. Now, you know, of course, I have. I look for, you know, I, I'm so glad now that that's done, you know, and I, I try to be as best as I can. But you know, you fail every day. It's like you know, no matter how good a confession you make, and as how much you want to avoid it, it just seems like you just keep failing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's you've got confession to go to over and over again, and I and I have a lot to think about that. Yeah. Well, David, first of all, I know you said it's been a few years, but welcome home, welcome back, uh, praise God for you really accepting the grace he's, he was holding out to you uh, all of these years. And just real quickly, a couple thoughts, you know, you talked about, yeah, we, we just go back and kind of, we commit sins again, we need to go to confession again. Yeah, I like to say sin, it's what we do, forgive, it's what God does, okay? We have that unfortunate, quote-unquote, gift of concupiscence that we inherited from our original parents. So we are going to sin, but thank God we do have this sacrament. And your preparation was excellent. It was serious. I would say, you know, you obviously weren't thinking about it all those years, so you definitely weren't keeping a list. But if it was 20 years, we just go into the priest, we do the best that we can. And I would just say that, you know, all of our sins are forgiven. But if there's something that comes up that you say, I didn't confess that, and it's bothering your conscience, you can always bring it up in a future confession. But I would say it's not absolutely necessary because you did a fantastic job, and I'm sure the priest was just delighted to have you come into that confessional that day. Mm -hmm. Oh, I completely agree with that. And David, I think you did a beautiful, um, heartfelt preparation for um, a lifetime confession. You know, you, you and so I agree with Jerry. Welcome home. And the thing about uh, and confession, you know, Jerry w- Jerry mentioned how the sacrament is a healing sacrament where we receive the graces. So we receive the strength to um, master uh, some of these things that 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 
linger with us, that stay with us, these these repetitive sins. In the confessional, there is a catch-all phrase at the end of our confession that that some people um, say, it says, you know, for these and all my sins, I am sorry. It's not a get-out-of-jail-free card, okay, but it is a way to honestly say that I can't remember every little detail of everything I've done, even even a couple days ago, but I want to make sure that I'm clean of all this, and that is a beautiful way to release that. The other thing, too, is going to Mass. Um, and we work with Adam Bly, religious demonologist, and he is always saying that one Mass uh, covers so much. I mean, it just, it washes away our less serious sins. It helps us be freed of this this nagging feeling that we're constantly sinning, you know, which could be a borderline of scrupulosity. There are so many ways to tap into God's grace, and, and that's the beauty of it. And when, when we have a healthy understanding of the sacraments, a healthy understanding, we can benefit greatly. And and I'm just so happy for you, David, that you are free, you're home, um, and, and it's just beautiful to tap into those graces. So God bless you. Abundant blessings for you in this new year. Wow, thank you. Um, yeah, I was, if, I, if I'm allowed one follow-up question, um, sure. that was one of the things that I was wondering about, and I didn't even think about it until after my confession, but... Um, when you when it's been such a long long time and you just work like I you know like I spent a lot of time trying to just come up with every possible thing I could think of mm-hmm. does when it's a confession like that will the will the does the priest consider things that you may not have even thought of and just says okay look everything you've done is forgiven as long as you you're really not purposely hiding anything from me Yes. Everything is forgiven. You leave today with a blank slate. Like, don't yes. think, don't try to keep harboring on, man, what else did I not say? I'm going to just keep thinking. How long can I just, I mean, can I, can I rest assured that I don't have to just keep dwelling on what happened between that confession and 20 years earlier that I forgot? Yes. The answer is yes. Um, I was in sacrament prep for many years and your question, your concern. So I, I can tell you, I've heard it hundreds of times. People have said the same thing. And many priests say, please do not fall into scrupulosity. Do not feel like you're unforgiven. Do not feel like you're, it's still hanging on to you. If you did not consciously try to, um, um, you know, not confess the sin, like you're consciously hiding the sin. Um, yes, it's, it's covered. The God, God blankets you with healing and grace and forgiveness, David, because it's not, because you're really not purposely trying to hide anything. That's why that catch all phrase is often missed. And people think it's, oh, it's so cute that the Catholic church threw that in. It kind of is a get out of jail free card. It's not, it really is what you just said, David, for these and all my sins, I am. I'm sorry, Lord. You're saying it. You uh, we you cannot expect a person to remember every little de- detail, frequency, time, place, everything of every little tiny nuance of everything. That's why the mass washes all of those venial sins away in the penitential rites of the mass, David. So we're covered in 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 various ways as long as our heart is in the right place, our intention is in the right place. Does that help you and bring you peace? It brings me peace just saying it. <laughs> Yeah, like a big relief, too. Can I ask one more question? <laughs> You're on a roll. Go ahead. You're on, yeah. I, and I like, promise. Like, I, if I break this promise, I'll be in confession for it. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Look, I was in the Navy for nearly 30 years, mm-hmm. okay? Um, 
language in the, like, we'll just say, like, I was, you ever heard the expression, you know, curses like a sailor, right? Mm-hmm. You've heard that expression mm-hmm. before. Yes. All right, well, so I was mm-hmm. in that atmosphere for 30 years, mm-hmm. uh, really longer than that, but 30 years, basically. So a lot of times, a lot of times, my reactions to, like, like if somebody cuts in front of me while I'm driving, my initial reaction is just to yell out the F-bomb, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say it explicitly. Right, I understand. It's just, I don't, like, purposely curse this person, but it's just like somebody jumps in front of me or something happens. My first instinct is just to yell out, right. oh, yeah. Right, got All it. Right? Okay. So I what's, the, the, what's the question? Okay, I, I didn't purposely say it. At least I don't think I did. Right, right. Do I need to make sure I go, before I even go to Mass, do I need to go to confession? And, no. Or do I need okay. to, like, skip going to confession until I can get that out there? Yeah. No, David. Here's the, here's the issue. First of all, um, we work with a lot of priests, and, we've, and this conversation has come up many times. And I've heard this, unless there's a priest listening right now that, that uh, strongly disagrees with us, please call in or forever hold your peace. Um, because here's what, what I have learned. Um, we have been trained in various environments. I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. Um, four letter words were used as part of conversation. It was, nobody even thought about it. Nobody even blinked an eye, even children. And nobody even said anything. It was, it was slang. It was conversation. It was not meant to be disrespectful, um, blasphemous or anything like that to the Lord. Now, when you start bringing God into these vulgar sayings, that's dangerous. Okay. That's why I've always said in movies, I have a real problem with them putting the word God, our, our, our God, our God or Jesus in a sentence that has uh, four letter words that is very dangerous and very disrespectful. And then we're going to be in trouble for that. And we have to repair for that. However, slang words that we grew up with, or you learned in the military or the Navy or anything like that, or even at work, I know some people said that some of their work um, as a construction work, I had, there was one time a construction worker said to me, we just use those terms all the time. We're not even thinking that they're bad words. Um, The answer is those are washed away with a very good act of contrition and with going to mass. Okay. Because you, but, but, but here's the big, here's the big thing. We have to work to clean up our vocabulary because when we go out there as Christians, we are representing Christ. And so we work at it, but don't, don't let that, don't let that um, stop you from, re- from um, receiving or fall into scrupulosity, because if you do that, you're going to always stay away from the sacrament of, of the Eucharist, because everything we do, even a thought, even a glancing thought, even a word, a slang word is going to keep us from the Eucharist. So we have to get it into perspective and be very balanced about it, David. I hope that helps. Um, I'm in the same position. Um, I, it's the same thing that, that flashes through my head, too, because I, that's the way I grew up. So I totally understand it. And I've talked to many priests about it. What do you say, Jerry? Well, to that, David, I would just add that an impulse to sin is not a sin, because that happens to us all the time. Um, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of men, you know, have, have temptations and impulses toward impure thoughts. If we just banish those from our, our minds right away, there no sin has been committed. We have to kind of dwell on those and allow the kind of the movie to play out a little bit, and that's when we can start to approach getting into sin. So not to worry, brother, if you have those 
those immediate sort of instantaneous impulses to say a swear word or anything else like that, as long as we don't follow through with that, then there is no sin there. So you can, yeah. you can have a, your conscience can be clear about that, David. Okay, we got to get ready for a short break. Too, yeah. yeah, God Hope bless you, David. Helps, great David. call. Yeah. Those great questions. Mm-hmm. I loved his questions. David, you can call back anytime. Okay, Robert has been waiting so patiently. No, we gotta, oh, we've got a yeah. break coming up. Yeah. I didn't even see gotta that. Have but... Robert wait a little bit more patiently. Rob, Robert, please don't hang up. You've got a um, converse, uh, question about general confession. We really want to talk about that because that's what's floating all out there on uh, social media, Jerry, and we should really uh, you know, explain yeah. that better. Okay, we will get to you, Robert, promise, in just a moment. We have Katie in Colorado, Teresa near Philadelphia, Ben is in Wisconsin, and look at that, a phone line open talking about making a great confession today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, 833-288-3986 is the number for you to join us. a fabulous conversation we're having about the sacrament of reconciliation and david from louisiana if you're still listening i just wanted to uh, send this uh, invitation out there um, i'm going to be speaking i'm one of the speakers of there's one two three four there's six of us uh speaking about the eucharist the real presence the real power of the eucharist um, February 23rd through the 25th at the Randolph Riverfront Center for fullness of truth i'll be speaking there in alexandria uh, louisiana Excellent. Did you know that, Jerry? You didn't know I didn't that. Know so that. I wasn't aware of that yet. Yeah, I wonder if David's near there. David, register. I'd love to meet you in Alexandria, Louisiana. So cool. It's a really tiny airport. So I'm so mm. excited about that. I wonder if it's going to have a big enough runway, though. That always makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't want to end up in like a, a, a river or something. Okay, Robert gets our... Oh, oh, can we do a shout out real quick? Real quickly, Robert, hold on. You're going to get a big virtual patience award. Congratulations going out to a longtime member of the EWTN radio family. Spirit Catholic Radio based in Omaha is celebrating 25 years with us with 15 stations serving Nebraska plus one serving Boyd, Wisconsin. Congratulations to Jim Carroll and everyone at Spirit Catholic Radio. Um, You guys are awesome. From your friends here at... EWTN. Okay, Robert, we give out virtual awards. They're in your imagination. So do what it, whatever you wish. You get the Patience Award and we're sending it to the great state of California and you're listening on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Robert. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very, very much. <laughs> um, my question is, you mentioned it earlier, I just need clarification on um, a lifetime confession you sure. mentioned that you have to schedule it with the priest, and it may take like a half hour to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of it, but I really don't understand it. Okay. You want me to go first, Jerry? Because sure. I actually yeah. I actually have um, was trained in this, Robert. Okay, so sometimes people want to do a lifetime confession because it sounds very, very attractive, right? So it's, it's so exciting. They're like, oh, this is so great. All of my lifetime sins where I'm going to get rid of in this little confessional box and I'll be all, all clean and ready to go into the world. Okay, but then they go to confession and, you know, the priest will say to them in the confessional, you know, this really kind of is a lifetime confession. You're going down everything from the time you were eight years old and, and older, you know, can you make an appointment with me? And and then it kind of it makes people uh, a little uh, nervous. They're like, oh, I don't know what that means. Am I going to be in trouble? Is it like it being called to the principal's office? No. It's basically to give that priest and and the, the penitent and the uh, person ha- 
seeking the lifetime confession, a chance to really relax, not feel pressured that there are people behind you trying to get into the sacrament of, conf- of reconciliation. And it gives time to talk about things so you can process deeper. And as I'm sharing with you right now, I, I could just feel the Holy Spirit. It is such an amazing experience, a lifetime confession, because it's very relaxed. It's very, it's, it's very beautiful. It's almost like, I would say, a cross between a, a really wonderful counseling session and a be- the beautiful sacrament of reconciliation. And then um, there is an, there's a plan put in place for, especially if there's serious sins that need to be corrected and, and really move forward in a, in a wonderful direction to to completely start fresh with a lifetime of experience and things that you that a person has gone through so that they can be freed of that and move forward in a new direction without the pressure of 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 time like you only have 10, you know, minutes in the confessional. So that's what it is. The best way to do it is to call your parish that you belong to, uh, speak to the front office person, say, "Listen, I'd like to make a lifetime confession." You can even say to them, "You heard it on Catholic Radio." It happens all the time, all the time, actually. Catholic Radio is the biggest promoter of getting people back to the sacraments. So, and then they'll say, "Okay," but and they may not be able to schedule you for a month or two months because remember, the priest has to have that time for you and he doesn't want to get interrupted he wants to bring you into the office and have you sit down in the in the office or in the rectory or something and really really not feel pressured um so don't be shocked if they say you know you can't get in for two months three months i've heard sometimes people can't get in for six months because of just because of there's only one priest and thousands of people so there's a long answer to your short question but it's very it's 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 complicated a little bit, and so I that's why this use of airtime to share this for a general or lifetime confession I think is very important. Jerry, did you want to add anything? Did I forget anything? Because you're working at the parish right now. Well, I would just add, Robert, that uh, one of the be- there are so many beauties of, of scheduling this time with the priest that Debbie's talking about. One is it's 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 not rushed like she said, but it's also in a sense conversational because a well trained and well prepared priest will be able to bring up with you certain okay, what well, let's let's look at this area of your life. Let's look at maybe some things that you had perhaps forgotten. But again, the beauty of it is, you know, as long as we do it, um, you know, faithfully and not purposely withhold anything, it is a beautiful experience and it does, it does get us right back to, uh, you know, the starting point with God. Begin again, as Debbie said, uh, quoting St. Teresa of Avila. What do, you, what do you think, Robert? What are your thoughts on especially what Debbie shared? Oh, I, I, I do appreciate it. I, I think the... the um I think it would be a wonderful thing. My question would be, um, where I'm coming from is I, I, I go to confession, maybe not as as much as I should, but I have all my life. Um, but I learned early as a teenager, maybe a maybe a young adult, that would you that when I would go to confession, I wouldn't necessarily I would give kind of general categories mm-hmm. <laughs> of sin. You know what I'm saying? And um, I knew what I was talking about, but unless the father said, well, what do you mean by that? You know, we just kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm at a stage in my life, I'm just getting older, I'm thinking, I, it, I, I feel like I would like to express specifically yeah. more than generally. Sure. So is, is, is that, you know, would that go along with this lifetime confession yes. idea? 
Yes, exactly. It, it, it really is for that, Robert. As we get older, we start to look back on our life and we start to think, well, you know, I confess doing this, but did I really confess all the other details about that situation? And I'd really like to maybe explore that a little more just to make sure. It, is it a form of a little bit leaning towards scrupulosity? It can be because we don't want to get into this fear that, we, you know, if we don't cover everything, God's not going to accept us. I mean, we have to have that ultimate trust in God that he knows our heart, he knows our intentions. And like Jerry said, if we're not, if we're not um, uh, intentionally trying to withhold things, um, God sees that. I mean, it's, it's really, I have to tell you, in all the years I've been doing ministry, and Jerry, correct me if I'm wrong, it's very difficult to get to every little speck of everything. It's very difficult. You, you, you have to almost pull back a little and just kind of um, throw everything into the bucket, if you will, and try to wash it clean because it just gets really, it can get really mentally draining and, and taxiing. So I would say, yes, that does that does work for a general confession, Robert, and I think that would give you tremendous peace. But then after that, you know, be at peace, you know, receive the sacraments, go to Mass, and and build, build on the grace. What do you say to that, Jer? Can't add to that. Robert, how about you? Uh, it sounds, it answers my question, absolutely. So I do appreciate it. Oh, you're, oh, so you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. We can I hear have to tell, I was going to say, we can hear in your voice, Robert, you've got a beautiful soul, and yeah. you really are, are seeking you know, to be united and in, in deep union with God. So we'll keep praying that you, uh, you continue to have that peace of mind and, and soul. Thank you, Robert, for the call. Appreciate it. Go ahead, Deb. Beautiful. I was just going to say, I was trained starting in 1989 by some of the best priests ever, and Bishop, Bishop um, Thomas Olmsted. Everybody knows how incredible he is. Um, and Bishop Olmsted, I was trained so well, and I have to tell you, I'm so grateful to all of the priests that took their time to explain everything to me and so that I was able to go out there in religious education. And for all of you that are in ministry and religious ed education, God bless you for, for taking it on strongly and, and wanting to help other souls because you're doing a work that I believe that God is gonna, going to be forever um, happy with and pleased and, and the and the abundant blessings of that. So if you if you're thinking about maybe getting into ministry, think about religious education. It's very it's just a beautiful way to serve the community. And you're in you're at the Basilica in Florida, Jerry, so you probably see a lot of that, a lot of uh, um RE people mm -hmm. coming in, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to continue with your calls on confession. Katie in Basalt, Colorado, listening on Sirius XM 130. I hope I got your town right, Katie. Is it Basalt? It's Basalt, Colorado. Yes, thank okay, you so awesome. much. I'll bet it's beautiful there. It sure is snowy yeah. and beautiful. But what I wanted to say is not a question. I don't have a question, but let listeners know that um, the process of confession can take some getting used to if you're new at it. I'm a cradle Catholic, practicing Catholic, and I've been an RE teacher. And it was still really hard for me when I started going back to confession 20 years ago. And what helped me was um, knowing that when I went into that priest, I really just visualized Jesus sitting in that chair. And I've had different priests with different types of confessions, but truly, when I visualized Jesus sitting there looking at me with love and grace and forgiveness, it helps the confession so much more. Because the priests are all different personalities, and they're human too, 
And um, they may not always fit exactly with what your thoughts are and visions are, but give them a chance. Keep Mm -hmm. going. Visualize Jesus sitting there and just looking at you with such love. And don't give up. It does get easier. And, you know, if you don't, if you're worried about forgetting a prayer or something, I would tell my kids, print it out. Take it in with you. Mm-hmm. The priest does not care. Right. Print the process. Print your prayers. He's just happy you're there. But the grace you get from continuing to go is amazing. And it's just something you have to just, you do have to keep going. And it does get easier. And you feel the grace of Christ just fill your soul the more you go. And I just encourage everyone not to give up. Give it a try. And and give your priest some grace too, if he's not exactly what you want. And if it's, he's not, seek out another priest. Mm-hmm. Don't give up just because of that one time or that mm-hmm. one, you know, feeling you might have about the priest. And um, I sit before uh, the Eucharist in adoration before we go in in our church, mm-hmm. before I go into confession, and that calms me down and gives me um, just quiet time to examine my conscience before the Eucharist. And so those are just things I want to encourage people, especially if they're nervous about going, because a lot of the kids are, right. and the teenagers, and people that haven't come back. And it is, it is a little nerve-wracking, and I grew up with it, but um, it definitely gets better, and you'll be so glad you stuck mm-hmm. with it and keep mm-hmm. going. Katie, I just love you to pieces. I wish I could pay you $5 for this phone call. You are amazing. Well, $500. I wish I could. You are amazing. What you said is golden. And I hope everybody listens to Katie. Listen to Katie. She's right. And you're spot on. That's a, that is exactly what I was trained to do as well as to visualize that Jesus is right there. And if you have an experience with the the person, that priest that is, that's probably maybe tired or pressured, or maybe has been in the confessional a little too long, they're just exhausted and they seem a little short or a little snappy or something of that nature. You close your eyes, you visualize Jesus and give him the grace and give him, give him the prayers that he needs because he is a person too. And it's tough. You know, that first of all, just even if they, if you do have an actual confession, um, you know, the confessional, the actual box, the closet, if you will, there it's tight it's there's not a lot of uh, air circulating it's 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 you know it would be claustrophobic for me after a while so i i agree with you katie and that's what exactly what happened to me back to back with two confessions over christmas time same thing happened with my husband i realized that this particular pastor was exhausted he was exhausted and so I did exactly what you recommended. I uh, turned around and offered the prayers to him. I visualized Jesus, and I and I went to another confession uh, a week later, and everything was great. And I didn't let that affect my um, sacrament experience. I think what you said is so amazing, Katie. I can't thank you enough. What do you say, Jer? Well, I, I would just add, Katie. I, I agree with Debbie. A golden phone call and. I think this gets to the question of a broader catechesis. We have to understand who and what a priest is. The priest is given a special mark on his soul and and the authority from God through the Holy Spirit to forgive our sins, to call down Jesus, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, onto the altar at Mass and so forth. But that doesn't take away, unlike Jesus, who was perfect God and perfect man, the priest, I I read St. Dennis one time called a priest, he says he's a a divine man. What he meant by that is he, he shares in the priesthood of Jesus Christ, but that doesn't eliminate his, his 
humanity and his weakness and his sin and his own inclination to sin. So we have to just keep that in mind and be very, very understanding and, and prayerful for our priests, Katie. I'm sure you agree with that. We need to pray for them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we all get different priests throughout our lifetimes, and, and that we've had some wonderful, wonderful ones, and we've had ones that have been a little bit rough. And and I don't leave my, my parish because of the priests. I'm there for Christ. And mm-hmm. uh, and, and we've lost so many people through the years because the priests and them, they have some bone to pick, and, and some are legitimate, I, I understand that. But then you'd just be bouncing from church to church to church oh, because yeah. no one's per- you know? And I just yeah. give them the grace, give them time, give yourself a chance, hang in there and continue it. It truly is a blessing, mm-hmm. and I'm just realizing it now. There's nothing to be afraid of. Absolutely. And I always say this, Katie, tell me if you agree. I say, go for the grace. Go for the grace. It's like turning on a faucet and having it run full stream. Go for the grace. Right, Katie? Yes, exactly. And it's it's abundant. And it's what God promises us. And it's true. Exactly. Amen. Wow. Golden, thank you. Home Run Award, virtual award goes to you. I'm, 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 I'm just presenting awards all over the place today, Jerry. You are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you want to share, uh, we got some social media coming in. This is interesting about repairing for sins, and, and it's, we can address that as well for reparation and stuff, because I know a lot of people say, well, I go to confession, I say a few Hail Marys or an Our Father or the Rosary, that doesn't really seem like I'm really repairing that much, you know, what can I do, you know, in addition to that, if you wanted to share? Um, well, I did want to share first, though, coming Monday, January 15th, EWTN Radio brings you the popular Bible in a year and Catechism in a year. Wow. Father Mike Schmitz will guide you through the entire Bible and the Catechism of the Catholic Church in 365 episodes. You can join us for Bible in a year and Catechism in a year starting Monday, January 15th, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, right here on EWTN Radio. That's exciting. I love that. I read an article that said if you go to sleep, and I, I have to find the article. So many people have been asking me about it. I read an article that if you go to sleep listening to Bible verses or meditating on something of God, you tend to it tends to absorb as you're sleeping, and you can and you can um, re- retain it and remember it. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. Well, there are some great apps for that. Certainly, um, yeah. a lot of people use those. Turn those on when they go to bed at night. Okay. I want to get to Ben, a first-time caller in Wisconsin, listening on WSFI. Ben, thank you for calling. Take two. Welcome. Hey there. I am trying to figure out, does the person have to go to Mass to confess? I mean, can you not confess before God because I already God is, He already knows our heart? Mm-hmm. Like, do we have to go to somewhere? I mean, I look at it, I guess um, we're all human. Yeah. We all make mistakes. And sure. how God is a holy God. He already knows our thoughts, everything about us. Mm-hmm. So is the, I'm, go, ahead. go ahead, Ben. I'm just, I guess I was kind of curiosity of, you know, you know, going to tell somebody. I mean, like, not everybody out there wants to share, especially if something happened in their lifetime or something. You know, they would rather go straight to God, you know, mm-hmm. say, hey, and I screwed up, I did this. Right. You know, um, is, is it wrong that we didn't go to Mass for it? Go to Mass for it, did you say? Yeah. Um, 
Well, no, we need to go to confession. We can, we can, we can go to Mass anytime. Attendance at Mass is a very beautiful thing. We should go definitely every week on, on weekends, but also daily Mass if we can. But it's, it's a question of receiving the Eucharist, whether we should do that or not with, with regard to our sins. But first, I'm just curious, Ben, are you, uh, are you a Catholic? It sounds like you are. I'm, I'm kind of just kind of searching right now. I'm oh, kind of okay. all over it. not sure. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll offer a couple thoughts here. Um, you know, and Debbie, I know, has something to share, too. But I think if I have it right, correct me if I'm wrong, the gist of what you were asking is, you know, can't we just go straight to God with our sins and not bother going to a priest? Is that kind of what you were getting at? Right, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you mentioned, you, you, you said I, the key thing yourself. You said we're all human. And as humans, you know, one of the things that we really benefit from is having an assurance of certain things in our lives. And one of those things, for me anyway, that's super important is I want to be sure that my sins are forgiven. Now, do they get forgiven by God if I go straight to Him? Absolutely. And I think it's not either or. I think it's both and. But I would offer a couple scripture verses for your consideration, Ben, and for everybody else. One is near the end of John's Gospel. It's in John uh, chapter 20. And it's uh, one of the post-resurrection appearances, starting with verse 21. You know, Jesus says, Peace be with you. As the, Father, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Now, what did the Father send Jesus to do? To, for, to forgive our sins. And he says, With that he breathed on them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. There's only one way that the apostles could forgive someone's sins or retain their sins. And that if somebody is, that's if somebody told them what their sins are. So that implies what we call an auricular confession to a, a priest. And Jesus right there is giving them the authority to do that. And the only other uh, thing I, was, I would point out is in uh, Matthew's Gospel, chapter, um, chapter 9, there's a place where Jesus um, forgives, he heals somebody. Um, I'm trying to find the passage here now. Give me a second. Anyway, he heals and, and forgives, and they, they said, you know, who, who alone but God can forgive sins? And then it says they marveled because God had given such authority to men. It's a plural word. And we remember that the Gospels were written some decades after these events happened, so the church had already developed a well-established practice of men, other men, in addition to Jesus, forgiving other people's sins. So uh, Matthew 9 and John 20 are a couple scripture uh, chapters that I would refer you to, but Debbie, I know you can probably do a much better job of explaining no, what I just tried to explain. That was excellent, Jerry, and that gives Ben um, to, to go into scripture. But Ben, I have a quick question for you because you're a first-time caller. Were you baptized Catholic and you're just kind of wondering, you know, maybe where you want to settle to practice your faith, or were you baptized uh, um, from an, another another faith belief? It's kind of, I was adopted, so, okay. um, you know, I was originally from Europe, so okay. I'm just kind of out there looking to see what's out there, because, you know, everybody out there talks about religion, and so okay. I, you know, I hear this, you know, certain people say this, certain people say this, and I'm like, well, what's, you know, it's like there's a lot of confusion going on. Sure, So sure. that's kind of okay. why I was 
Okay. So I have a I have a website for you. I'd love for you to visit if you can. I think you will love the resources. They are so amazing. Sometimes I just peruse that website just because I can and I love it. It's called catholicscomehome.org. catholicscomehome.org. It was started by a wonderful gentleman named Tom Peterson. I know him very well, Ben. He is amazing. And they put together resources that so you could explore and look around and really um, um, see what the Catholic Church is about. But here's what I would was share with you. As baptized Catholics, as, as, as Jerry and I are, um, we have the ability to enter into the sacraments, which are these abundant streams of graces that we can tap into to get even closer to God, as Scripture says in the, in the vine and the branches, remain in me. We want to stay connected with God, with these abundant graces. But for our Christian brothers and sisters, the answer, like Jerry shared, is yes, you can. You should go straight to God and have a, a, a heartfelt conversation and, and say, I'm sorry, God, an act of contrition. I'm sorry for all these sins, and these are the sins, and voice them and express them because God is listening to you, Ben. God is hearing your prayers. Your guardian angel is right beside you. So you have that ability to tap in and to connect. And that's what this is all about, is, is staying connected to God, because ultimately we want to get back to God. And the only way to be in the beatific vision in, 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 in front of the face of God is if we are uh, without any blemish of sin. We have to wash away. You can't be in the face of God, in the presence of God, if we're filled with sin. So we have to do the work here, and we continue the work and the sacraments deepen that for us. But Ben, as our Catholic, our Christian brothers and sisters, one of the biggest things they've, what I've always heard in religious education is, um, they'll say to me, Debbie, can I'm not Catholic, but can I receive the sacrament of confession? Because they absolutely love it. They're drawn to it. So it is one of the sacraments that really people are very interested in because it does go very deep into the interior of our souls. Does that help at all, Ben? Because I, I think you're on a beautiful journey. Right. Um, you can open another can of more for me. I'm trying to figure out, you said baptized. When you first, you kind of mentioned the word baptism, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I guess now I'm wondering what is baptism? What is baptism like? Does that get us to heaven? Um, well, it it actually it definitely uh, initiates us into the family of God. It it removes original sin, Ben, which is something that we inherit. We are all born with because of the sin of Adam and Eve, and it is the it's the gateway to the other sacraments. So yes, I mean ultimately the church would say the norm is baptism is required to get into heaven. The church can work with 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 you know other circumstances if that's what happens with people, but that is the the normative way that we want to definitely get to heaven, enter the family of God, be able to practice our faith, be a part of God's family, and receive the graces that he has for us. Ben, you hear that music in Margaret Mary in Massachusetts. Um, we're out of time for now, but Ben, if you want to, if you have any other questions, email us, take two, the number two or the word two spelled out, take two at EWTN.com. But we're going to be praying for you, Ben, because as Debbie said, it sounds like you're on a beautiful journey. Absolutely. Thank you, Ben. You can always call us or contact us again. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about urgent prayer intentions. It's our urgent prayer intention show. We usually have an abundance of calls, so please get ready for that tomorrow. And if you want to repair for any past sins, have a mass set for those individuals that you might have hurt. That's a great way to repair. Jerry? 
All right, until tomorrow, we want to thank you. Help you have a beautiful and blessed day. We ask St. Gregory of Nyssa to pray for us. God bless. We'll talk to you tomorrow.